Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dreams. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I am super excited to be with you guys today. And I have an amazing guest in the studio with me today. And we are going to have some really great conversation. Pastor Arthur James has, is doing some great work in the Dallas area. And we're going to talk about that work and several other things with him on this evening. It's just a pleasure for me to have him again. Uh, well, this is his first time on Laquita's Toolbox, but this will be our second conversation. So you guys that are um, not new to the toolbox, you know, get something to write with and something to write on because we are going to have some great tools released to us tonight. But before we get started and allow uh, Pastor James to introduce himself, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors, Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop online where we as believers can shop for, for clothing and accessories that allow us to wear the message of the love of Jesus Christ. Check out www dot covenant dash press dot com again that's www dot covenant dash press dot com shop till you drop ladies and gentlemen but don't click off those pop-ups too fast because in those pop-ups are promo codes grab you grab that promo code place it in its appropriate place in the checkout to receive discounts and savings off of your purchases on covenant press again that's www dot covenant dash press dot com. Pastor James, thank you so much, sir, for being in the studio with me today. How are you this evening? It is a great day to be alive. And so I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? I am doing well by God's grace. We, we Like you said, it's a great day to be alive. And so this is the day that the Lord has made and we are yeah. rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I've got some questions for you, but before we jump into that, please take a moment to introduce yourself to the Laquitas Toolbox audience. Well, let me say it's a, an honor and a privilege to be here with you, Dr. Laquita, and to the Toolbox audience. I am just ecstatic to be in your presence tonight. I want to say uh, I'm Arthur James. I am the senior pastor of the Transparent Church in Grand Prairie, Texas. Just celebrated my 26th year of pastoring. I'm a bivocational pastor. I'm also the Dean of Business and Technology at Tarrant County College in the Fort Worth area. Uh, I'm also the husband to Patrice James, my cougar. Uh, <laughs> also the father of uh, Jonathan and Morgan. And uh, son just got married last year, uh, his lovely wife as well. And so, uh, I, Shaniqua, I am just uh, happy to be here. I'm an author, a pastor, and a people lover, leader, and developer. Uh, and so one of my passions is to help pastors and bivocational uh, ministry leaders, um, again, succeed so that they can enjoy life and ministry. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's that's one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on. I was I was struggling really. It's like, you know, do I have Pastor James on the toolbox or do I have Pastor James on building kingdom people? I'll see how he feels about coming on the toolbox first. And then if it's good, I might have him come back on building kingdom people. <laughs> and, and the reason is because oftentimes we don't think of ministry in the form of business or it's taboo to say ministry is business. Um, but it, it shouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that alongside of my love for the Lord and I understand what I'm called and commissioned to do in order to do this work, I've got to be a good steward over that, which he's given us. And so in order to build the house, I need to know how to build it and how to keep it. And so I know that we have a lot of um, nonprofit organizations. Those that have nonprofit organizations are thinking about establishing nonprofit organizations or ministries. Um, and they're saying, okay, Laquita, you know, you've talked a lot about for-profit stuff, but you haven't talked about what do we need to do in the nonprofit arena? And so I wanted to have you on to talk about that with us um, just a little bit on tonight, as well as, you know, pull some nuggets from your book, Preaching Through Pain, what every preacher and person needs to know about performing under pressure. Like everybody needs to know how to perform under pressure. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor or not. You know, <laughs> these last, what, two going into three years now, we've been performing under pressure. Yes. So, yeah, and oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, and, and and honestly, even before then, it just magnified and multiplied the amount of stress, strain, and in times of stress and strain, I love the name of the your your show, the toolbox, because when there's stress and strain, it calls for more strategy, and mm -hmm. with strategy, we need systems. If I could look back and talk to the younger me, one of the first things I would tell him is that you need to have systems and structure because systems and structure structure help aid towards success. And so oh. this challenging time has really pulled out a lot of us systems and strategy and structure that we probably should have had before. I know in my own personal life and even in ministry should have had some things in place prior to the pandemic and the pandemic just pushed some things in alignment that should have already been in alignment, but we know that's how God works. He's the Romans eight twenty eight God causing all things to work together for the good of them that okay. love and are called according to his purpose. And so I, uh, I, I say this is an exciting time and not just an exciting time, but I counted an honor and counted an honor uh, in the midst of being in the pandemic and still dealing with pandemic. Uh, and the and the, the pressures associated with that, but I counted an honor to still be alive, and for our generation to be chosen to deal with the challenge and the chaos. I had never in my life seen the world shut completely down like it had, but I will tell you this: we've seen nothing else, if uh, other than the fact that I won't say nothing else, but if we have learned nothing else, mm -hmm. we have learned that. God is faithful. And in as much as we know God is faithful, he, even in the midst of a pandemic, will never forsake his children. And so I just counted a privilege and a joy to be able to lead in these times because it is so needed. 
that's amen to that you know systems and strategies and we we, we cannot i want you to put a, a mental pen in counting in the honor <laughs> to have, to be in the positions that we're in at this time to grow through these past uh pandemic years let me say that <laughs> these past three years because i don't you know some people might say well why is that an honor and a privilege we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to get to that. I, I love the way that you said that. But systems and strategies are necessary. We we saw major, major corporations fold like a cheap taco during this time. But we also saw amazing mom and pop businesses pop up, blossom and bloom and you become multi-million dollar companies during this time as well because of systems and strategies. And so let's let's uh if you could break that down for us a little bit, you know, system because systems and strategies, that's a principle. So that means these are things that we should have in place whether we're operating a for-profit entity or a nonprofit entity. Yes. So if you think about it, our our bodies are made up of systems. We have a system, a respiratory system in order to enable us to live. Our blood system that allows the, the blood flowing through our, our arteries and our capillaries. Now I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on television. But my point <laughs> is we're made up of systems. And whether you're talking about being in business or for your life, you will not see success without systems. So I have personal systems throughout my life in ministry and as an educator to, in order for me to uh, do the work that I do, the, the question I get asked often is, how do you do all that you do? And the answer that I share with them often is what I share with you is systems and structure. So if a system just really is, what's your plan? And oftentimes we have systems, but they're failed systems mm. because we don't have the, and I talked about this on Sunday, we don't have the, the dedication and the determination and the development that enables us to see long-term, not just success, but the maturity that comes when you understand that I need structure in order to build. So everything starts with the foundation, even as, as it relates to us being believers. Uh, the foundation is our belief system in God. There's a word system again, again, having everything tied to a structure that we can build upon. So if I'm going to uh, even look at taking care of my finances, I need to have a system. Well, what's a tool that's tied to that system? It's it's a budget uh, that you have where you uh, set down a time where you're going to look at your revenues and you're going to look at your expenses, uh, your, your, your ins and outs. If you don't know the accounting terms. Bottom line is just making it simplistic enough so that you can allow the systems to work for you. The systems are, are putting together the structure in order to see growth. I'll give another example. So in order to, and this is a word you hear, even as we were talking about the pandemic, uh, even if you have a great idea, so many of us have great ideas, but the reason that you don't see uh, one business versus another business blossom, as you said, is because lack of systems. Because when you have systems, systems help you sustain. But mm -hmm. not only systems help you sustain, systems help you. And you heard this word a lot in uh, the, the COVID environment. And even as you were talking about new companies like making masks, but systems not only help you sustain, but systems help you scale. 
This Come is where now. so many, even small businesses, and I've struggled with this even as a pastor growing a church, is having the proper systems in order to scale. Because many of us, we may have a great product, but if I don't know how to produce at a scale to meet the demand, I may have demand, but if I can't manage the demand to deliver the demand, for my product, then I'm not going to be able to scale. I'm going to fail because I don't have a system that will enable me to, to progress. Now, see that 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 right there, we can do a three, four different episodes on what you just said right there, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you were taking notes and writing that down. But if not, don't worry. This is a podcast. So you'll be able to hit pause hit rewind, listen to it again and take notes. That's what I do with, when I've been in a good church service. Mm-hmm. I have to get the recording so I can go back and get some you know, copious notes done. But systems and strategies, when we, and you said something in there too that I want to make sure we pull out, being able to recognize when the systems or the strategies that we were using are currently using, when they're no longer serving us, because they don't take us to the place to scale or even if they haven't caused us to have any type of sustainable growth, if, if it hasn't been sustainable growth. So what does one have to do to be able to recognize those things that no longer serve us? And now that I've recognized that the systems or the strategies that are no longer serving me, how can, what do we do then to figure out what new systems or what new strategies I need to implement for sustainable growth or to scale. So one of the things that is paramount to being able to answer that question is understanding that we have to measure what matters. So Mm. part of having a good system is having a process within your systems to analyze, evaluate, tweak, turn things around, uh, grow, because we we so often, and I tell our church this oftentimes, because we can fall in the trap of believing that we've arrived, even if we have a good product, or even if we have a, a, a good ministry or church or whatever the case might be. The challenge is, and you've all probably read the book, Good to Great, the challenge is to realize that the enemy of good, of great rather, is not bad, it's good. It's good. For many folks, it's this is good enough. Well, there's something in uh, many of us as, as modern day leaders who are on the cutting edge. Good is never good enough. Come on now. That helps you see that is having a system in place that allows you to monitor and to track your progress. That allows you to see where there are gaps or blind spots. And the, the thing I will say on top of that is having good people around you. And when I say this, when I talk about systems and structures, let me just say this. You don't have to be a millionaire or a billionaire to have systems and structures, structure rather. What you need to have is a desire in realizing in this information technology, uh, technological rather society in which we live and world in which we live, everything. You'd be surprised at how much I get done systems and structure with this mini computer. I don't even call it a phone anymore because it's got all my apps and (laughs) I have systems for my eating. I have systems for my diet. I have systems for my sleeping systems for uh, how I do ministry. Uh, And so I I say that to challenge some of you watching today that perhaps it's not just a matter of you not having a good product or not even as we say in the church world, being gifted, anointed or called. You can be all those things but still need to know that too many of us 
are looking to be discovered as opposed to being developed. And when you go the process with God of allowing him to develop you, you won't have to worry about being discovered because people who are typically developed have no problem being discovered because again, your gifts, the Bible says it like this, make room for you in the book of Proverbs and brings you before great men. And so uh, I hope I'm not talking around too much in circles, but I get excited about this kind of a conversation and dialogue. You see this smile? <laughs> no, no, you, you're, you're teaching real good right now. <laughs> We're you're trying. Teaching. Yeah, you, you definitely are because as whether you are an entrepreneur that's just started, whether you are a uh, salaried employee, it doesn't matter, or whether you are a multi-million dollar, billion dollar company, systems and strategies are important. For for those, I, I, re, I recall my time as a stay-at-home mom, I had systems and strategies. That was the only way that I was going to manage five children and a dog and a husband when he wasn't deployed. There were systems and strategies in place to make sure we got the things done that needed to be done. We just need to bring that understanding over into how we develop business. Again, whether it's for-profit or not nonprofit entities, those systems and strategies are necessary and we can develop them we could begin to develop them or put them in place for no cost or low cost and work our way up to more sophisticated tools and more sophisticated software and programs and, and different systems to help us as our business grows. But we first have to establish and recognize where we need them cool. and how to um, how to implement them. Like that's the biggest takeaway that um, that I that I got from what you said right there. And also the the having the right people around us is a very important part of getting those systems in place because what I can't see someone else can see. You know? and, and every one of us need mentors. Yes. Men yes. and women touring, allowing us to tour their lives and speaking into us and sharing insight to help us with those blind spots. And I, I'll say this as well. There's so many resources available to you in 2022 that there's really no excuse for us not to strive, succeed, and repeat the process. Come on. Now. But oftentimes we 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 pull ourselves out of the game because we don't understand there are a wealth of free resources, low cost resources that any and every one of us ought to be able to bring our gifting to the table and begin to allow it to be maximized in this day and time in which we live. I said this um, to several pastors that I mentor and, and preachers in general in 2020, rather than 20 to 2022, particularly at the prime and the peak of the pandemic. I said, we have no excuses, you know, as far as ministries and churches, because we all were on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was your shot to give it all you got, uh, whether you had two members or 20,000 members. Mm -hmm. We, you know, had the opportunity to, to be on the same playing field. Yes, it was exciting in our time. Matter of fact, I must confess, during that time, I kept telling our church, uh, we don't have any producers and, you know, high skill level folks for certain areas. So I put off streaming as long as I could. And, and the pandemic pushed us there mm -hmm. quickly. 
And so we, we, we started out, made it better. And then I started using my maximizing gifts and other things and resources and realized that there's a way that we can do it with excellence. And here's the other thing. Even when you are limited, you have to learn to look for other resources. So during this time, last three years, I can't tell you how many things I've had to, how many assignments that I've either had to hand off to others who have a greater skill set than I in the organization and or outsource when we're lacking. Again, oftentimes in this day and time, you'd be surprised at what you can accomplish with a little effort and a little resource. And That's so I, it. I, I challenge uh, your, your viewers to to consider that. And I'd be happy to, uh, as we, you know, leave follow up information to share with anyone some of the street secrets and secrets and strategies that I've uh, utilized and learned that have helped along the way. And see, that's it. it the, what I've learned in the, in this season is, uh, or throughout life, showing up is half the, showing up is the 90% solution. The prophet G.I. Joe says showing up is half the battle. <laughs> that's it. It's half the battle, man. It's half the yeah. battle. And letting the, let the refining and perfecting process happen while I'm showing up. Yes then because that's the win right the that's the win that's how we are putting one foot in front of the other in order to reach our goal so no matter where you are um in your journey in your in your life journey in your success journey consistently and continuously showing up and allowing uh the refining process and the the perfection process to happen as you show up and as you deliver uh, your message as you, you know, are serving your ideal client or serving your community, whatever it is, you're serving and you're showing up. And then the resources that you need will present themselves. Yes. They'll, they'll present themselves. And and like you said, at, at low cost, no cost, low cost, or e something that's easily accessible, you'll find out those around you are quite gifted in some areas. Yes. And those yes. collaborative opportunities become a blessing. They really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the other things that I, I wanted to talk to you about, because this systems and strategies, it, it is. I, I can't think of a word to describe how important that is, because if we don't, like you said, we, we have great ideas, we have a vision, we've written it down. The make it plain part is developing the systems and the strategies. And I think that's where we get stuck at a lot is okay I, you know laquita and pastor arthur i hear you guys and you're saying i need systems and strategies how do i get there how do i do that uh, how do i identify the people in my immediate network that can even help me to understand how to do that and i know that at least in the colleen area and i'm gonna make an assumption here in mm -hmm. most areas there are entities um, that can help you as an entrepreneur um, make sure that you're setting things up in the right way. So what are what are some of the entities that you can think of right off the top of your head that as you know a startup or even uh, someone that's in the growth stage that says okay I need some professional help but my finance say I can't pay that price tag. Where can we go within our community to to get connected with professionals that can help us? 
So if you if you want to start a business, for example, or if you want to grow your business small, you know, from zero to midsize, one of the first resources I would tell you to look toward is your local chambers of commerce. Many cities, the larger metropolitan cities have a chamber. Many of them have like members of uh, the local chambers, as well as the, the black chambers, Hispanic chambers here I'm in the city of Grand Prairie, our church. One of the first things I did as a pastor, not every pastor does this, but I joined the Chamber of Commerce networked uh, actually in chambers, Grand Prairie, I, I was on the board here, got involved. Capel, I was on their board as well. Irving worked with their board uh, and, and the chambers. And my point being, each and every one of them worked with an organization you're probably familiar with called SCORE, where yes. they have either retired or folks who are in the business area who will look at your business. They're specialized, they specialize in, let's say, if you're if you want to get into the automotive business, there's someone who specializes in automotives who maybe had uh, retired from that industry, uh, can point you in the right direction. Others into banking, whatever the, the, your your passion and your proficiency is, there's someone there to help you. So when I started with the, the Chamber of Commerce here in Grand Prairie, as a church planter, I was I have both experience. I was called to my first church, planted the second church as a planter. I'm a pastor, but there are you started out talking about this. The church is a ministry, but there is there are business aspects to maintain the ministry. Mm-hmm. So uh, I learned a lot of that. Uh, coming in. And so I, as, as an educator, I like to give back. And so uh, whenever someone new was planning a church in Grand Prairie and they went to the chamber, well, guess who they would ask to say, hey, Arthur, there is a person who's starting a church. They would send them to talk to me. And I said, hey, you're getting ready to start. Well, have you thought about this? Are you going to do a 501c3? Uh, here are some resources that I've used that have helped us with our ministry. And we're here to help. Again, I'm talking about ministry, but it's the same in any business, baking business, or if you want to you know, open up a retail store. There again, and, and for SCORE in most of the chambers, that's free to minimum. And it, it, let me just talk about the cost. I think when we first started planning uh, the Transparent Church in Grand Prairie, I think the, the uh, nonprofit rate to join the chamber was like, I think it was like $200, no, $100 for the whole year. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you can get 10, 10 people, if you're talking church members or your your you know your family, get 10 folks in your family to give you ten dollars. You got the, you <laughs> have the finance. Hey, and, and honestly, even if you didn't have uh I think 100 200 dollars, they had a payment plan for the, the the small small company nonprofit that was not for the for-profit, I think it was like three hundred dollars to start. But if you didn't have three hundred dollars if you were just getting started, they give you a payment plan. And that's just one aspect of looking at it. Uh, and so just knowing where the people are and the resources, most of them will have a directory to where you can look. And I'll say this as well, not just the chambers, but you have, you want to find point and, and pinpoint, let me say it correctly, your, your industry that you want to go into, the market that you want to go into. Because nine times out of 10, there's a supportive chamber in your area, whether rural or in the, the urban areas. Or here's the other thing that many of us miss there are associations. Do you not know how many associations there are uh, for any and everything? Uh, not only your, of course, depending on your denomination, if you're in the ministry, uh, there's the you know Dallas Baptist Association. There's the you know the, the Methodist denomination, and there uh, the Baptist General Convention of Texas Association. But outside of that, 
If you're you wanted to get into sales, there's sales and marketing association professionals, yes. HR association associations for those professionals. There's so associations for I can name some of. I'm a former hotel manager, and we used to get every everything from the National Association of Black Barbie Doll Owners. True. The National wow. Association of Miniature Horse Owners. I mean, again, whatever, we don't think like that, but anything that you have an interest in and you want to be excellent in, there's already some type of association or some type of entity that can help you with the specifics of that particular organism or that particular industry. And for the general, you, you could go online and look at uh, through the workforce. Uh, Texas Workforce Commission here in Texas and find a lot of resources for starting a business. Uh, again, number of things that you can do and find at your disposal that are free to low cost to get started. And I know uh, in our area, uh, the Texas Resource Center, uh, Texas Workforce Center, excuse me, we have the Small Business Resource Center. Mm-hmm. that's located inside of the Texas Workforce Center. And so I know many of you are listening to us from across the nation and even in, um, in other countries. You know, we've been blessed, uh, Pastor James, to be uh, have listeners in over 45 countries. And so I'm wow. very thankful to God for that. You know, what, whatever your version of a Chamber of Commerce is, and if you're outside of the, uh, the U.S., uh, our Chamber of Commerce is that, entity within the city where not all local business members are a member of, but, you know, a lot of local business members are members there. And we are, um, that association is there together collectively for community improvement and to help, uh, help each other's business grow. So if you have an entity like that, um, in your and city. Me, and let me and just, yet, I, would, I would be remorse not to say coupled with the chamber, uh, most of you, if you're living in the, the United States or in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we have a great resource that many people don't even know about. And I'm a part of that world. It's the local community college. Uh, you've okay. got, I mentioned I'm a part of Tarrant County College before yes. going to Tarrant County. I spent 20 years uh, in Dallas, what, what is now Dallas College, which was a part of Dallas County Community College District. And there's small business uh, organizations inside and they're partnering with the community colleges. If you want to learn a trade or skill, that's what we do. We help people get jobs and careers to take care of their families. And, and I, I, right now I have, uh, gosh, I say uh, we help from A to Z. I have automotive program all the way down to welding. I don't have anything quite with a Z, but the W is close enough. But if you want to learn a trade and, and learn about the ins and outs of that, we have small business seminars, that, that type of things all the time, many of which, again, is free to the, the, uh, the public. But again, I would say, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I'm just, I'm glad that you brought that up. A good friend of mine, um, she lives in um, Frisco and she does a cohort every few months and it's sponsored by Dallas College and the participants mm-hmm. in the cohort are entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. And it is no cost to them because of the grant funding that the college received to bring her in. Her name is Adina Collins, to bring Adina in to do that training um, and, and to uh, facilitate that cohort to help, you know, uh, entrepreneurs to grow and develop and connect them with other resources to help their businesses grow. So, you know, community college is a great resource. Yes. And you you have not checked out, check that out before. You mentioned grant. There's tons of opportunities for businesses to partner, uh, with, to, to obtain funds from skill development fund grants to help 
train their workers and partnerships happen with community colleges and universities to help along those lines. But I said all that to say, again, there's opportunities, even if you want to go back to school, there's scholarships, there's grants. Uh, you know, I say as a, as a last resort, there's even loans. I don't like loans because you have to pay them back, but, but they're know, there right? if you need them. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just a matter of finding out what, and I'm a big proponent of, of strengths and finding out what your, your strength zone is and your skill set. Uh, because the, the sweet spot is being able to do a business or being able to do the thing that you've been called made to do. And when you and I can get paid to do what we've been made to do, yes. it's win for everyone. We don't dread going to work. We desire yes. going to work because yes. we get to use our gifts. We get to use our passions. We get to uh, we get to work rather within our passions. And so that's a win-win. So if you're watching and you maybe you're a younger person, haven't established or decided what you want to do, I would challenge you to take an assessment to find out what your strengths are or to, to take an assessment, a personality profile, find out what it is that you like. You probably already know. I'll give you a hint. It doesn't take a rocket science to figure it out, scientists to figure it out. What, what do you like doing and not just like because we get a lot of times we, we miss it because we run just for passion. Mm-hmm. If you run for passion, passion is not enough. You need to be passionate and proficient. Come on now, that's real good. Out of that is when people call you to do what you're gifted, good at, and great at doing. If they're not calling you for it, that's probably a sign that that's not your thing. <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't develop, but I'd much rather spend time developing a strong gift to make it a great gift than to spend a lot of time trying to, to, to make something that's not a gift into a skill, talent, rather, that uh, I, that may not serve me or others well. I'll give an example. Y'all, y'all seen the shows, uh, American Idol, you know, the singers, and yes. you know, some of those, no matter how, I could take singing lessons, but I'm never going to sing like, you know, the great singers. And so that's that's not my thing. But if you put me in my arena to do my thing, then I'll do my thing that God has called me to do, made me to do. And so that's where I get the passion. And so I talk about all this uh, in the book as well, because I want to make it a point to share. We oftentimes and this is probably showing uh, on social media, of course, we we see the highlights. Mm -hmm. The reason that I I wrote the book Preaching Through Pain, because there is a a process to success. Mm -hmm. Success, I like to say it, it's not a destination, it's the journey. It is a journey, yes. But knowing that there are going to be uh, potholes on your journey to success prepares you for it. So PREACH, I use it as an acronym in the book. The book is twofold. It's One, it's my story of how I've been, a, uh, I like to say, a successful bivocational pastor for the last 26 years um, of my life. Uh, it's my story, but it's also a framework and how I do that I do all that God has called me to do, preach, teach, lead, educate, husband, uh, father, uh, son, to aging parents, uh, all that process and, and manage through the, the challenges of life. But preach is also an acronym, uh, P-R-E-A-C-H. The P stands for, well, I'm going to unpack it for you. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Everything starts with your purpose, even even putting your giftings in alignment. There there ought to be a purpose as it relates to to why you wake up. But but in that, uh, I'm getting them out of order. But the whole crux of everything is starting with prayer, praying Mm -hmm. about 
Am I in the right purpose? Praying about what's my assignment. I don't like to let any day go by without praying uh, about the day. You know, give me this day, God, my daily bread. Again, help me to have the pinpointed passion for this day. Uh, then remember your purpose is the R. Uh, the E, I, I almost gave you a little clue backstage because it's so true when you're sharing some of your, your challenges. But expect problems. They're going to come. And as for me, for me as a leader, a pastor, preacher, parent, uh, when I start realizing that even uh, the, the believer, the man of God, the woman of God, the anointed, you can be anointed and still have a flat. Come on now. <laughs> That's a part of life. So what I started doing is expect not not that I, if anyone knows me, they, they would tell you I'm, I'm more um, I'm positive uh, and not negative. Mm-hmm. But I'm positive some negative things are gonna happen, <laughs> which is why that's just the truth, right there. That that's just the truth. Problems. Yeah. And when you're prepared, here's what I've learned: when you're prepared, you and I are not as perplexed. And that's the whole key of getting through life. One of the keys, I'll say, of getting through life is being prepared so that you don't have to deal with so much perplexity. But many of us are not prepared, and because we're not prepared. A lot of times it's because we don't live in principle. Mm. I've learned the more we live in principle, even especially as believers, the more we live in principle, the less we have to depend on miracle. Okay. I try not Come to start on. preaching, but it's just in me. You just keep teaching. <laughs> you just keep teaching. So, so <laughs> you just keep teaching. I laugh. This simple things. Again, system. I have a system for even managing the, the weather. It's simple. But I keep a, a large golf umbrella in the car and it just started raining the other day. And I'm like, I don't ever have to worry about that because I have a system. I keep one in the car, keep one in my office. So if I'm going in or out, I know it's going to rain because I expect problems. Right. But with that being said, and I'm using that little illustration, you got to have a system to manage the various vicissitudes of life so that you and I can survive. We see all these social media posts and everybody's happy, but you don't know that there's been a whole lot of heck that's going on behind that happiness. And so I, I talk there's about another part of the story that they didn't post about. And so I share principles, strategies and the framework that helps me go through the process. Because if you're the, the, the leader of your business or you're the pastor or you the leader in your family, honestly, people will ask you how you're doing, but I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of times they really don't want to know. And if they do want to know, they really don't, I won't say they don't care, but they don't want that to get in the way of you doing what you need to do to take For care them. of them. As a pastor, yeah. yeah, I love people. And sometimes I have challenges that I have to preach through, but you, the, the key is to, to have a system and to have part of that system is, is praying with God again, having the framework so that when I get up to deliver what God has given me, my issues don't allow my gift not to move to where God wants it to and to be utilized to its full. As a matter of fact, when you do it well, it, it helps you go through, it's the preaching through pain and preach is also a metaphor for anything. So you may not be a preacher, but you may be a teacher in the classroom or you may mm-hmm. be a manager in your department. You have to preach through some things because you're going to have yes. a bad day. I, I told you yes. I came from the service industry as well. I've only done one of two things, actually two things, serve and lead, uh, number nine out of 10 children, you serve, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, so, uh, the ministry, it's not about being served. It's about service. Serving. Yes. But with that being said, challenges come and you, you have to put your pull yourself together so you can produce. And so a framework again, uh, pray, remember your purpose, expect problems. And then the A is affirm who you are in God. Yes. If yes. we would ever understand Second Corinthians 5, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, yes. and we are created under great works, we would never have to be envious of anyone else because we be too, we spend rather too much time appreciating the gift God has given us. Mm. And what happens though in life is that oftentimes God allows us to go through valleys before we get to our mountains. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, when you get to your mountain, you're going to go through another valley. That's a whole nother message, but he allows us to do so. I like to say that God oftentimes isolates us so he can insulate us. Mm. So we'll never be intimidated by anyone else. Come on. So it's the things that you go through that you preach through. Yes. That enable you to perform, that enable you to produce. So that now a bald head young guy, young now, I say young, I turned 50 last year, but out of Oak Cliff, Dallas, oh, when you're I young, get you're young, you're young, you're young and the board tables or to meet with mayors and elected officials, I have I can sit with confidence because of what God brought me through. And I know that I, I took a long route in some respects, but I learned things along the way to put in my toolbox, Dr. Laquita, so that whenever I need to pull it out. I can realize that God has isolated me so he can insulate me so I won't have to be intimidated. Now, I teach at a co- I taught at a college. I'm an administrator of a college. I started my Ph.D., but I didn't finish. And I don't know if I'll finish. The, the, the goal was to get the children through with no debt, which we did. Thank God. Praise God. Praise God for that. Praise God. But yeah. <laughs> when I first came to the college, my first college, I was intimidated by being around these PhDs until God spoke this to me and began to share with me that I put it in. You know, I, actually, when you are anointed and called and gifted to do whatever you do, if you're not even, the pre, I won't say not even, but you get my point, uh, to do what you, you're, you're called to do when you're gifted by God, people can pay to go to school to do what God gave you a gift to do. And they'll never do it like you can do it because that's your gift. And again, finding that all together and realizing that even when you're gifted, you're going to have to go through. That's why it's good to have systems and a a platform and a process that you work through to be consistent and to remain calm under pressure. Uh, I gave you the E, expect problems, A, affirm affirm who you are uh, in God. And so build yourself up. Uh, and then the C is just commit as much uh, as, as everything that you can to memory. Uh, so I like to say in the book, you want to memorize so you can mesmerize. Uh, I love being able to quote the scripture. I love that. I love that. Love that. <laughs> and not have to look at notes. Uh, I'm getting younger, but but I, I do to the best of my ability uh, memorization so I can mesmerize and, and to give my best. Because when you do uh, your best and you you again prepare. And you polish. I talk about this in the book as well. If I had a choice between the two being uh, polished or being powerful, I'm going to choose powerful. But you can do both. That's where the prayer comes back again. Polish, power, all that comes into it. So that's, again, that's to see. Commit as much as you can into, into memory. And then the H is just simply have fun in your call. So when you do all those uh, that acronym and, and you can have fun, don't take yourself or your situation too seriously. And I know we're dealing with serious situations, but when you can laugh, laugh. Uh, the Bible says laugh to do it good like a medicine and just realize that all that comes into the process of 
of being able to present your best self and realize that this moment that we that we're having right now, there'll never be another moment just like this on this exact date at this exact time. And so I try to live a life a where I enjoy right that to the full, right in line with Colossians three seventeen, doing whatever I do as unto the Lord. Uh, and so I know I'm talking a lot, so I'm gonna pause and see if you got some more questions for me. <laughs> Look, we're just gonna have to have you back for a part two because this is I'd real good. But that that last that last part that you just said, you know, in this moment, I believe it was Bishop Bonner, and I'll paraphrase the quote because um, I can't remember it verbatim off the top of my head. I believe it was um, Bishop Bonner that has a quote, something to the effect that that the um, every every opportunity that we have that there's a lifetime for that opportunity. Like there's a moment for that opportunity and what we're doing in that moment matters. Like that opportunity may not come for you again, but so we have to learn how to maximize that. And I wish I could remember the, the extent of the quote and it's cause it's one of my favorite quotes mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm having such a brain cramp right there. But when you said that, that made me think about that. And I was even talking about that to today. Um, when I was doing a live that we have to be understand our full potential and we have to be able to make the necessary changes, the necessary moves in that moment, because that transition or that, that opportunity might not come back in this lifetime for you, or it might not come back the same. So you've got to learn to maximize that opportunity in that moment. And so that's that's a powerful thing because we oftentimes let procrastination or perfection hinder us from being able to capitalize on those moments, on those wonderful moments where we can maximize our opportunity. Like with money, my 21 year old can do some amazing things right now with twenty five dollars in the right Mm -hmm. savings vehicle. There's not a much I can do with $25 in a savings vehicle at my age. Mm-hmm. I can still put it in the vehicle. I can still go back to that thing, but it doesn't have the same impact because yeah. I missed that perfect opportunity when I was 21. And so you, we have to recognize that. What can we, I mean, I'm going to stop talking because you were talking real good. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> You were talking real good. I mean, you was you were releasing some go- amazing gems, and I hope that the toolbox audience was were definitely uh, writing things down. But as I said, don't worry, it's a podcast, so you can hit that rewind button. Yeah, so, so I just want to say this: you were talking about uh, what I talk about in chapter ten of the book, the pain of regret, what I should have, could have, ought to done. Uh, we can't do anything about yesterday, but learn from it and not live in the past. But here's what I know. I don't know a lot, but here's what I do know. Uh, And this is not mine. I borrowed it from Jim Rohn. He says, none of us get away from pain. We'll all experience pain, but there's two types. The one is the pain of discipline, but the second is the pain of regret. The pain of discipline costs less than the pain of regret. And when I thought about that quote, it just 
that's one of the things that helps push me to be more disciplined and to pray to be disciplined. Because as I was saying earlier, you, you don't see anyone that really is successful who's not disciplined and determined and have gone through the development process. But with that being said, you were watching today, uh, you have an opportunity to take care of the now. And so many times we get so enamored about the next that we don't take care of the now. My goal is to do the best of living in the now. Yes, preparing for tomorrow, but if I don't take care of what I need to take care of today, it will impact tomorrow. And one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to live with regrets. Uh, one of my, my passages that, that's near and dear to me as well, and the favorite one is Ecclesiastes, Solomon in his wisdom. It says in, in chapter nine, around nine going into 10, he says, it is better to be King James Version, a live dog than a dead lion. <laughs> it's similar to Colossians 3.17, which speaks to the fact that, that whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Or might, one version says, for there is no work, no knowledge, no device in the grave where all of us are going. And so I just want to challenge someone that's watching to say, this is your shot to give it all you got. That's my mantra every day I get up. I tell them at the church all the time. I said, one day I'm probably going to die if Christ doesn't resurrect me first. But I want them to say about Arthur J. James, he died, but he lived first. And I want to live without a lot of regrets. There's some things I regret that I didn't do sooner, but I'm trying my best to make up time and, and not have as many regrets moving forward because I want to do all that I can while I can. Dr. Miles Monroe used to say it like this. He would say, our greatest resource is in the cemetery. I know you've heard this before. He says, for in the cemetery, we have doctors that have never operated on a patient. You have authors yes. who have written a book. And so one of the things I regretted was that I didn't finish my book 20 years ago because I had it in me. It took me actually 10 years to write it. And what you said earlier, because one of the things that, that you have a, as a challenge to completion is procrastination. But one of the reasons that some of us can procrastinate is that we are perfectionists. And I'm a recovering perfectionist. I had to realize that finished is better than an incomplete, perfect mm. Mm. Come on now. So, so someone who's waiting to, to start on the right circumstances, there will never be the perfect, 100% ideal circumstance. Sometimes you've got to create your own ideal by simply getting started so you don't have the pain of regret. Uh, anyway, I just want to throw that in there to say... Life is to be lived and we can live our best lives right here now using toolboxes. And I, I want to just share this as well, because I, I, I could talk and talk and talk. And I know we're on a, on a timetable, but one of the things I want to share as it relates to systems and structures before I, I finish. I don't yes. know what the time is, but but the, the thing that God impressed upon me and everybody has goals. But for this year, 2022 was to really focus on taking care of my health because it impacts everything, even your health affects your ability to be spiritually fit as well. Uh, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so not only knowing that, but I, even as a pastor, when I am overweight, when I'm not taking care of myself physically, it affects how long I can stand in the pulpit and how long I can work and manage. I feel, I'm feeling great now. I actually, support one of my major one goal for the year was to, to reach my, my goal of my weight loss and to maintain it. So I'm happy to report this time that uh, I'm about 40 pounds down since February. <laughs> this time I did, I was the yo-yo, and I talk about the pain of weight gain. Uh, 
Because <laughs> the struggle, if you are struggling, it is real. <laughs> the only woman my wife ever had to think about me cheating with and worry about was Lil Debbie. <laughs> Lil Debbie and I have broken up. Her girlfriend, Sarah Lee, tried to call me. I said, no. I need, to, I, need you to, I need you to email me some of those secrets because no. my husband cheats with them too frequently. And I need him to cut that out. Yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> we do the yo-yo thing together. But we had to promise that we're going to put them down. And we do for a little bit. And then we pick them back up again. So I diet. And, and I even have a system for sleep. And I, I'm not doing a promo, but, but I invested in my wife and I. Uh, one of those beds you see that promoting sleep numbers. I can tell you, I had a pretty good month. I had over 70% of my nights in the green and the blue zone because I can tell when I wake up if I've gotten enough sleep. I can mm. tell if I've eaten properly. And when I you know, start doing intermittent fasting and all these things that affect our health, just not even just including COVID, but outside of that, maintaining because we yes. have work to do. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm I'm excited about redeeming the time. That's why I didn't even yes. know what the topic was going to be. I knew you were going to do it, and it would be great. But you reached out, and I, I did another one last week on another friend of mine program because we gotta we gotta let folks know it's time to live now. If you're gonna start yes, that, thing, can I ask you a question? Those yes. you're watching, what are you waiting on? Come on, yes. I mean, it's never going to be the ideal time. You've got to choose the time. Yes. To start. And you'd be surprised. And when you give God your natural effort, he'll put his super on it. And you can do supernatural things in this life and not have to look at everybody else's life and cheer them on. You can do great things yourself as well. In business, we've shared today that that uh, there's really no excuse. I, could, I wish I could talk more, but, you, but get, ask me another question. I, I, I'm trying to stay in my element here. <laughs> Well, you listen, you are very much in your element and you are doing well. I mean, there has been so many great nuggets released here. So many tools. Those that listen to this episode should leave with their toolbox filled. And <clears throat> here's the thing. It's easily implementable tools that we can begin to slowly put into our life, slowly uh, activate in our life. Because it's those small intentional changes that are sustainable that produce the best life-changing results. Those massive, massive actions that we cannot maintain or sustain produce regret. But implementing those systems and those strategies, and we begin to implement them into in small, manageable pieces that we can hit a goal in one week and celebrate that goal and then you know, add to it. And we're, before you know, we've, we're hitting great monthly goals and the strategies and the systems are, you know, developing in a good way. That's how we can sustain that. And we can, we can sustain it and we get the growth that we need. And so that's, I mean, that's some of the biggest takeaways that I've gotten from our conversation tonight, because it's, I mean, it's real. It's what we need to do in our personal and our professional development. And let me just say this, if I can, real quick. So you're doing a podcast. When I first met you, you were partnering with someone else and you were not doing your own. Now you've got two or three or five, I think, of your own. But how did you get there? 
I think I know, and I want to I want to share something, but I want to ask you that. Answer that for me real quick. Uh, so we, uh, you're right. We started out, and it wasn't even on purpose to have a show. Mm-hmm. We Vic and I started out um, trying to please the Facebook algorithm without having to pay for ads. That's how we started. Okay. And it grew because we genuinely have a love for helping people, both Vic and I. Well, when we both began to scale and grow in our businesses, our time was limited. So managing that podcast after two years, that live stream after two years, it wasn't feasible for both of our schedules. But I still wanted to do it because I love this. It's it's what God has called me to do. And in my occupation, I'm a speaker, coach and trainer. But my vocation as a minister of the gospel, I'm called to build kingdom people. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's building people, whether or not they believe in Christ or they don't believe in Christ. And the podcast gives me that ability to do that. And I can reach those that I'm called to reach through the platform called a podcast. And so that's why um, I have great joy in what I do as a podcaster and a live streamer. And so even though Vic and I were no longer able to sustain our partnership with the live stream, God is really blessed because I just showed up and I continued to do that, which God called me to do. And so did you, did, I'm you good a, at. did you have a podcast coach? <clears throat> I did. Okay. That's, that's exactly where I wanted to go. I did. I, you know why I finally finished this book? I got a writing, not so much a writing coach, but a mm-hmm. publishing coach, a, yeah. a, a coach who I took a class and you don't even have to go, even though I'm a proponent of college and schools, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to the, the formal institutional schools. There's so many classes or master classes. Oh, yeah. If you know what it is that you're good at or you want to do, there's someone that will coach you. We'll coach you through. You may have to pay a little out of pocket, but I'm telling you. Or there's some who can mentor you for free. But but again, there's there's no excuse. I wanted to share that because I was sitting there thinking the reason it took me long is I didn't have anyone who was going that way that I could reach out to. And when I did, the door just opened and, and it accelerated because what mentors again do is they help you mm-hmm. go further faster. Yes. That's yeah. what I want you to find out. And, and it is for a wealth of things, the business aspects. So when we started our church, it was a plant uh, and it was, you know, a small church starting out. And we started out with an umbrella of, of having a 501c3 through, a, you know, a denomination. Then we branched off and did our own. But there are companies out there. I didn't know until I started looking that will help you put together your 501c3, the structure, the pieces. There's I just I, I have to go back to where I started. Again, finding the right systems and getting the toolboxes is out here. And so I just challenge your, your viewers to, to realize that if they just do a simple search on what it is that they want to do, you'd be surprised at how many resources are available to you and at your disposal. So we live in the information age. Yeah. We live in the information age. And there are some amazing, <clears throat> amazing experts that are eager to help. You know, when I when I. In 2020, when I was thinking about creating my podcast, and this is before um, Vic and I even stopped our live stream, I just felt compelled to create a podcast. At that time, my husband was working in Kuwait. And so I was January 2020. I was living my best life in Kuwait, which is amazing, by the way. 
So if you think that the Middle East is not, let me help you. It is amazing. <laughs> I was living my best life in Kuwait, taking some downtime. Um, and so I was like, okay, let me figure out and I'm going to do this YouTube channel. I'm going to do this podcast. And I quickly found out that it was a whole lot more involved than what social media posts said that it was. And I actually met my podcast coach. He was a guest on me and Vic's live stream. So it's the power of your network. Yeah. I The Lord knew what he wanted me to do. I did the research to figure out how to do it and discovered it was not something that I would be able to do on my own. And after coming back to America, I came back to the States right before everything shut down in March of 2020 and continued to do those live streams with Vic. About halfway through the year is when we met who would become my podcasting coach. And he was my podcasting coach for about a year, for over, yeah, about a year. Because it for me, it took that long to for me to understand what to do and to begin to develop the systems and the strategies that I can now maintain on my own. But I still have him as a resource that I can go back to and ask questions. Awesome. Thus, we have to have them, the systems and strategies and people in our lives that can help us develop them. Because we don't always know, but there's an expert that can help you find out. And it takes more time to try to reinvent the wheel. That's all I was getting at. Yeah, it, I it just, is. Yeah, it is. It's. I hate that term, a self-made millionaire. That's a lie from the pits. I don't even know if it's from the pits of hell or from the pits of somebody's pride, but you know, it's a lie nonetheless. <laughs> yes. You know, most successful people will tell you the millionaires and billionaires that are, you know, <clears throat> I won't say completely transparent, but are honest and share their stories. They surrounded themselves with people that can help them achieve their goals. They didn't do it by themselves. They had mentors, whether it was mentors that they actually talked to every day or courses that they took, books that they listened to, podcasts that they listened to, whatever. They were mentors to help them get there. So I love that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. But we are, I don't want to keep you, we are at our time, but I would love to have you come back again. But before we do wrap up, let the people know where they can reach you and how they can contact you. Well, they can reach me on social media at Pastor Art James on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm also at Facebook, just Arthur James, Arthur J. James. My, um, you can also email Pastor Arthur J. James uh, at Pastor James, right at the transparentchurch.org main website. My personal ArthurJJames.com website is under development right now for a new one. <laughs> so, but you can reach me. Uh, the transparentchurch.org or Pastor James at the transparentchurch.org. But happy to help in any way that I can. And you can find the book on Amazon or wherever Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold uh, as well. But hope awesome. it will bless you. Awesome. So I will definitely have all of Pastor James' contact information in the notes as well as the link um, to his book on Barnes and Nobles as well as on Amazon. For those of you that are interested in purchasing the book, it's a great read. So you want to make sure that you get a copy of that book. Uh, listen, guys, this has been an amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. Thank you so much to those of you that have tuned in. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening platform so that you can receive the episodes as they're released weekly. Every Tuesday, we release new episodes. Also. 
give me a rating and leave me a comment. I want to know what you think about the show. And let me know your thoughts. If you are excited about the show, I want to know that. But if you're dissatisfied with the show, I want to know that as well. Let me know what I can do to improve Laquita's toolbox so that I can provide to you the tools that you need to grow both personally and professionally. Until next time, I'm your host, Laquita Monthly. You guys be blessed and have a great day.